Well, welcome to Friday Live on this January 24th. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And we're happy to be here for the next two hours, hoping you can stay with us. We have a lovely program lined up and coming off the heels of the beautiful coverage by EWTN of the March for Life in Washington, D.C. this morning, today, this afternoon. Uh, I hope you were listening, and it was our pleasure to be able to bring that to you. And um, kind of made you made you feel like you were there. They did a great job from interviewing on the street to the speakers, and mm-hmm. exciting right after they started at noon with the, with the president coming. So yeah, that was that was fabulous. great too. So we uh, uh, we bring that brought that to you through our affiliation with EWTN, and uh, they had a great. Beautiful weather-wise day. Down. I know. I know. <laughs> Ask for a better day, considering some of the past years. I remember one year it, it snowed so bad they had to postpone it. Right. Uh, right. But so the Lord. But to really... think for forty-seven years they didn't have to do that that often. But no. today they were really presented, and they said the crowds were bigger than ever. And I think they say that every year, but mm-hmm. it must mean that every year there is. And I did watch some on EWTN. So many young people. Yeah, that's High nice. school, college, mm-hmm. just youth everywhere, and yeah. of course. The priests and seminarians, so much support. Yeah, church gives a great witness every year at mm-hmm. that march. And I think they'll have more coverage on the secular stations only because of the message from Mike Pence and then the fact that um, Not Donald Trump was You said was he was in Rome? The, the vice president was in Rome? Yes, he mm-hmm. actually had just met with the Holy Father. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he created a, a short little video, he and his wife, speaking in oh, really? they were in the studios but they used the backdrop of the looks like this you know <laughs> the vatican oh, maybe they were here and i didn't tell you <laughs> that's right but it was beautiful testimony that you know the leadership of the country is yeah. pro-life so. Yeah. so a great day friends and we're happy you're here to kind of uh, round out the day for you today uh we're going to be joined a little later on by donna ottaviano Britt, and she's the director of the office of discipleship and leadership for the diocese of camden uh, she's going to be facilitating a parish mission down uh, in that area tomorrow at Notre Dame de la Mar Parish, and it's a parish mission, and she'll be with us to tell us all about that. Uh, We're going to play Saint of the Day this hour, so you'll have a chance to call in and win a fabulous prize. Jim's here with the weather, and later on next hour, our good friend Father Jim Grogan will give the reflection for Sunday's Gospel, and then uh, with his senior spirituality segment, our friend from, again, the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Seo will join us. Plus music, and I think you've you've picked out some kind of life themed right. Music today. Trying to plug into the music of today. Okay, the music of today. So appropriate for today. We are glad you are here, and if you are listening live at four o three on this feast of Saint Francis de Sales, who's the patron of shoppers? Shoppers. Oh, yeah. well, how did I not and, you know? know that? I told you why. <laughs> Because of all the oh, sales. To sales. <laughs> Actually, he's the patron of media in, in, in one one of the patrons. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so it's his feast day today. And uh, I thought what we would do is in our prayer. Oh, by the way, also, we're coming to you live, streaming live video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domestic church media. Streaming live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And if you have our free Domestic Church Media mobile app, you can watch right there on your phone or listen uh, on the app as well. Uh, But I thought we'd pray today, and I've been praying this prayer, kind of got away from our New Year's prayer, but instead, especially today, to pray this prayer by St. Pope John Paul II, 
from his encyclical letter, Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life. He concluded the encyclical with this prayer for life. So we'll pray that, and we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael and the Blessed Mother. Great. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Mary, bright dawn of the new world, mother of the living, to you we entrust the cause of life. Look down, O Mother, upon the vast numbers of babies not allowed to be born, of the poor whose lives are made difficult, of men and women who are victims of brutal violence, of the elderly and the sick killed by indifference or out of misguided mercy. Grant that all who believe in your Son may proclaim the gospel of life with honesty and love to the people of our time. Obtain for them the grace to accept that gospel as a new gift, the joy of celebrating it with gratitude throughout their lives, and the courage to bear witness to it resolutely in order to build together with all the people of goodwill the civilization of truth and love to the praise and glory of God, the creator and lover of life. And now we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael and also the ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium prayer. Uh, Holy Father asks us to pray these prayers every day, uh, specifically to pray for the intention of protecting the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be Be our our protection protection against against the wickedness and snares of the the devil. devil. May May God God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And And do thou, thou, O Prince of the the Heavenly Host, by the the power of God, cast cast into hell Satan Satan, and and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray for us. And today, St. Francis de Sales. Pray Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Well, it's good that he was a patron saint of, you know, shopping, sales, and also media, because now you can sit in the comfort of your chair and shop whatever, Amazon or eBay or however you shop, with sales. I made that up with the the shoppers, though. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a little pun on the Well, very cute. The very nice. Of the sales. Very nice. uh, yeah, you can sit and, and shop. And, uh, you can always pray to St. Francis the sales for many things. For, He's a doctor of the church, things. a bishop, sure. Yeah, our, our friends in heaven, right? And the uni- the college up in, the sales university is up in uh, mm-hmm. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Is that Bucks County? Northern Bucks. Mm. Yeah. Or whatever. What would the next county be? Like Allentown or North Pole. Yeah. (laughs) Way north. North of Doylestown. It could still be the very, very tip north of Bucks County. I'm not sure, though. I've I've been there, but I I don't pay attention. They have a theater program, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of theater people like to go there. Right. Uh, Again, in just a few minutes, you're going to take a break and come back and be joined by Dada Ataviano Britt, who's the director of the Office of Discipleship and Leadership. I'm curious about that office. Uh, That's new to me. Do they have that, the Office of Discipleship and Leadership? I, it's certainly a newer type office. I wonder if that's just you know, unique with a, to the Diocese of Camden. Evangelization and, and discipleship, that they're trying to get most of the parishes out of the maintenance mode to that moving forward and development and growth and getting people really connected, well, being disciples, not just caretakers. All right, we'll ask yeah. Donna about that. But she is. Well, uh, thank you to Camden because they're sponsoring our day today between De- Deacon Anthony, he's from the Camden mm-hmm, Diocese, mm-hmm. and now this office with Donna. So Sure. Well, we go down there. We, of course, are two 
stations down here in the Diocese of Camden. We have in Hamilton the uh, WGYM, um, 1580 AM. And then, of course, down in the North Wildwood Cape May area, we have 91.9 FM WSMJ, which uh, covers that whole peninsula of Cape May and parts of Cape May, all of mm-hmm. Cape May County. And actually, I think it also goes over, I'm told, it, it skips across the Delaware Bay down there and goes over to Lewes, Delaware. And Really? It's even been heard in, uh, you know, that part of Delaware, so... Well, the water is a carrier. For yes, the, the water. You know, the signal will bounce across the water. Which, speaking of water, you could go swimming today. I think. Oh, I don't think it's that warm. <laughs> I don't think. Although I did go walking, so I'm going to check in with Jim when he's on with us. Yeah. And uh, what is that? Next hour, this hour, and see if he was outside as well. But oh, I just kept wishing I was in Washington. Really, really did. Well, you, have you ever when? been? You've never gone, have you? I have not ever gone. I've gone on trips to the Basilica, mm, but not you know not connected with this day and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess thinking you're outside all day, it's going to be very, very cold. You know, how many layers and stuff, you know, your feet. I don't know. I'm Your feet? A little bit. Yeah, it's just freezing. Against them. Yeah. Yeah. I went down the first few. I remember in the very, very beginning we'd go down. Because uh, I was younger then and could, could actually march with the people. I couldn't do that now. But, right, right. But, but uh, they were interviewing, interviewing a young woman today, and it was her first time. And she said they got off the bus. They, I think they were from Florida. Oh, really? It was a long bus ride and um, very, very early. So it was still cold. They get off the bus. They're hungry. They're tired. You don't sleep well on a bus. Long trip. Mm-hmm. Hungry. She goes, this isn't a field trip. This is a pilgrimage. Right, so true. me too. I need to just get on board and don't feel sorry for myself and do it for the for the uh, cause of yeah, life. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can do it next one year, day. I suppose. Yeah. One day yeah, I will yeah. certainly go. Used to be always on the 22nd, regardless of what day of the week it fell. Now they're making it on Friday. But I think it? it makes it easier for people who, you know, if they come long, a long way, they don't have to take, a, you know, a number of days off of work. It's part right. of the weekend. They just have to really take one day. Right, right. And then Saturday they're driving home or whatever. Which, yeah. by the way, tomorrow, I believe, at 2 o'clock, after the repeat of this program, on Saturday at 2 o'clock, we're going to cover uh, three hours of the March for Life in San Francisco that's taking place tomorrow. So that'll be on here as well uh, through our affiliation well, with the More power to them. I bet they get a lot of public resistance, wouldn't they? That city yeah. has really gotten... It, was, it used crazy. to be a beautiful city. I know. We uh, used to love going to San Francisco. It yeah. Gorgeous. Of course, we lived out, we lived out west. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it was a pristine city. And now the things you read about it and see yes. the pictures and what it's become, the, how liberal... Ugh. Awful. It was even liberal when we went to visit. Yeah, but at least they kept it clean. Right, but not to the extreme <laughs> that it is today. So the fact that there's a you know more power to those people that they're not uh, you know afraid to be bold in their yeah. faith and make yeah. that statement That's publicly. Right. So we'll have that on tomorrow, two o'clock here on these domestic church. Media I wonder is stations. EWTN carrying that then? That's how we're That's carrying. That's how we it have it. Them, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the um, the brothers are out there. The brothers really hosted the Franciscan, you know, the mm. fathers, the, the uh, missionaries okay. uh, from the uh, network go out yeah. there yeah. in their Franciscan habits. You can't Saint, mistake them, For right? the city of St. Francis, mm-hmm. that's why. Okay, well, let's take a break. And uh, you've, again, uh, you said that, and I, 
I did hear the beginning. I, I didn't see it live. I saw a, a repeat of the president's speech. Yes. But they did play this song at the beginning. Yes. Right. So I thought, let's play that. I, I was just kind of a thrill. I was in the living room watching, and I'm applauding for the president. And I said, the cat's the only one that could really see and hear me applauding. Okay. So and it's, thought, uh, and by the way, by Lee, Lee, Lee Greenwood is the artist's name. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of uh, living out west, this is appropriate. Okay. So <laughs> we'll stay where you are. We'll come right back, and we'll be joined by Donna Ottaviano Britt. So don't go away. More to come. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free But I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. There's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say Okay, a little bit of a twist in the music we normally play, but That's you said right. that they played that today before the president spoke to all the right. people down in Washington, so 
uh, keeping with the spirit of the day. We thought we'd play that for you. And, uh, you know, this is a celebration of family, a celebration of children. And a moment uh, in history, the fact that the first president ever to address in person. Right. That's right. So we celebrate that. And, and uh, speaking of family, uh, this weekend, tomorrow and Sunday at Notre Dame de la Mer Parish down in uh, Cape May, I believe, and is going to be having a parish mission. And facilitating that is the director of the Office of Discipleship and Leadership for the Diocese of Camden, Donna Ottaviano-Britt, and she is joining us right now. Welcome, Donna. Thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate it. It's good to be with you. We're happy to have you here, Donna. And right before we um, connected with you, Jim and I were talking about this Office of Discipleship and, and leadership. leadership. Is that a new office um, in, in your diocese anyway? Yes, it is. So Bishop Sullivan established the office in the winter of 2018 Okay. as a result of going to the National Convocation of Catholic Leaders, the Joy of the Gospel, mm-hmm. uh, that was held by the USCCV, sponsored it in, in the middle of 2017. And so he came home quite on fire from that and decided mm-hmm. the diocese needed this office mm-hmm. and some work afoot to, you know, Set disciples for Jesus on fire yes. and raise up leaders. So I, I um, was the first person they hired into the office. Oh, that's, now is that your? Is that your? Were you working in the diocese already, Donna, or were you um, somewhere else? No, different... I have an interesting story of my own. Is how I came to work for the church. I actually was transitioning out of a um, thirty-year career with a global company, and you know everyone knows what. Um, the euphemism workforce restructure, it really means. So mm-hmm. that I got caught up in one of those, and so I decided that I would trust in the Lord that whatever He would have me do next, that I would do whatever that was. So mm-hmm. I actually found it to be very funny to lead me to do the work for the Church. <laughs> God has a sense of humor. But yes, He most certainly does. If you've been there since then, you must be doing the right thing. I don't know. I certainly hope so. Lots of prayer goes into the work, certainly, but uh, it's really been a very uh, rich and rewarding experience for me to meet so many of our uh, clergy and our consecrated religious and so so hundreds of laity from across the diocese really doing God's work. Well, that's that's a question I have for you there, Donna. We're going to talk about the mission as well, but I want to, when you mentioned that, I thought what are you observing as far as the leadership, the discipleship and leadership among the lay people in the church these days? Are you seeing a, a renewal of that? An excitement? Of course, the department is going to help, but, but are you finding there, there are people who want to get involved and want to live their discipleship authentically? I believe they do. So what we, so part of what Bishop Dennis Sullivan's plan was when he came home is that he would replicate that convocation. He had been at the national one. So we had Convocation of the of Catholic Leaders, Joy of the Gospel in South Jersey, mm-hmm. 10 months ago, so mm-hmm. March of 2019. It was a three-and-a-half-day experience that I have to say was fairly remarkable in terms of who we had come in and speak to us, in terms of the worship. We had 45 workshops for nearly 800 people wow. to really kind of stimulate creativity in the Church. All of this about trying to move the church from a place of maintenance Mm -hmm. and just doing things that we've always done to really taking an outward focus and being a mission church. So we wanted to stimulate that for all of the parish teams that came. So every pastor from our 62 parishes, as well as 10 lay people, came to the convocation. And he literally launched out the door, you know, three and a half days later. And they have many plans in place. These are a series of small steps 
because it's hard to think about, well, how do we do church differently? Mm-hmm. And we are currently doing it. So well, many of the parishes have, have done a, a number of things um, to really begin to transform the culture of church to, instead of looking inward, to look outward. Mm-hmm. And we all know that it really starts with a, a really solid and deep prayer life, because the Holy Spirit will lead us to where we should go, but that's where we need to trust, is in the Holy Spirit and not in ourselves. Mm. Right. Well, the whole essence of evangelization, of course, what we do here is, is, a, is a, a good part of that, uh, heeding our Lord's commission to go out into the world. I mean, with the foundation of our, our parish life and our family life, and that's our source of strength, but he called us to go out, not be of, but to go out into the world to bring that good news. So and it try is try to a, set hearts on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's really what is trying to, you know, they're trying to enable that in all the parishes across the diocese. And, and in small ways and in big ways, but it's really, it, it is pushing Catholics out of their comfort zone. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm that's sure. part of it. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm very sure of that because we're not used to that type of evangelization. We've been saying, but no. now Cheryl also was involved in parish work up here in the Diocese of Metuchen, uh, but I know you've you've talked about a lot about those types of programs where they're really trying to, to light fire under the parishioners to get right. out. Right, exactly right, and that's the way now. Like you said, from uh, maintenance to mission, and it starts with that relationship with Jesus Christ, and then you want to do more. You don't want to keep it to yourself. You want to share it. So um, in our own way, I think the Diocese of Metechen is following suit. I can't say that we have uh, an office of, you know, discipleship like you have in leadership. I, I do believe we have an office of evangelization, like many of the dioceses probably do. But this is very exciting, and it sounds like good news and, and good things happening in Camden. Now, what are you trying to do? Are you bringing some of this into a family retreat, a par- uh, parish mission? So I want to share with you a little bit. So post-convocation, a number of parishes had asked me, would you come into our parish? Would you do a mission Mm. for our parish on missionary discipleship so that those who didn't go to the convocation and didn't have that three-and-a-half-day experience would understand, what are we talking about when we talk about being a missionary disciple? So really anchoring into the sacrament of baptism and what that calls us to. We are welcomed into the family of God, having our original sin washed away, but there's a call inside of baptism, and that's really to be a disciple of Jesus. So are you radically living for Him? But also, in baptism, is a call to missionary discipleship, which means forming others for Him. Yeah. So what are the ways that we actually are doing that? So I've been doing these missions around the diocese since the convocation, uh, and this weekend will be the first time I'm doing one, a parish mission, that actually has the children participating. Mm -hmm. So um, Notre Dame de la Mer is actually the first school in the diocese that's merged their grade school and high school. And it's actually the kickoff to Catholic Schools Week this weekend. And the funny thing is, you know how you look at all those God instances that happen if you're paying attention? Mm -hmm. We've moved the date of this mission three different times. (laughs) So this is when it was... So it shows you God knows exactly what he's doing, because we finally got to this weekend... And there was just a little bit of like, well, maybe we can't do it. Uh-huh. It's the it's the weekend that we kick off Catholic schools, but they decided there that well, it's the perfect time to do it. So yeah. first through twelfth grade will actually be part of the mission on Sunday with their family. So you can pray for me because it's the first time <laughs> I'm going to talk to younger missionary disciples. There yes. you go. There. So maybe give us a little bit of the logistics, uh, Donna, about what uh, when. Of course, we know it's tomorrow and Sunday are the dates I have in front of me. 
give us a little bit more logistical information about where exactly it's going to be. And I know there are also opportunities for uh, mass and uh, I guess there's benediction as well. So maybe can you get, throw, give us some of those locations and times and things? Yes, we're going to be at the uh, 4.30 Mass on Saturday, and that's actually a, a combined Mass, so that's at 4.30 on Saturday. And then on Sunday, they're doing the, I believe it's the 10 o'clock Mass, and that's where all the children will be, is at the 10 o'clock Mass, and then that's where I'll be able to talk to them and the families and everyone else that comes. Then what we're going to do when Mass is over, and every, every grade is involved in that Mass, each of them has a role in that Mass. It should be really a beautiful Mass. Mm-hmm. And then when that Mass is over, we're going to process down the street to the parish center. Mm-hmm. And at the parish center, there will be lunch, there will be a ministry fair, and then that's where we'll spend time together, and that will be the third talk that I, I give the parish, where we're going to spend some time looking at where God has been in our own lives, really cultivating and bringing forward and kind of peeling back the onion on where has Jesus been throughout my entire life? So we've got all these table exercises set up with little little workbooks and facilitators at the table, and we're really going to take a look at where has Jesus walked with me, mm-hmm. where, and, and making sure that we understand that, because part of being a missionary disciple is sharing the kerygma, right? So sharing the birth, the life, the death, resurrection of Jesus, but it's also sharing our own story. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so we need to make sure that Catholics actually know their story. I met so many Catholics that say, I don't have a story. Oh, yes, you do, and it's beautiful. And you should know it so you can share it. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And and to um, encapsulate that story, you know, you might have a moment where you're confronted by someone that you know has fallen away from the faith, or just to give witness, that story has to be on the tip of your tongue, in brief, that you could leave them with a lasting thought that they could start looking at their life and maybe— you know, get back to their faith. Right. And that's so true, what you've just said, because if we're, we have to be ready. We want to be out in the world and sharing the good news. But to your point, it's like, if I don't know my own story, I don't have those nuggets ready. Right. right. Yeah. You can't be tripping over it. We want to help all the families at Notre Dame have their stories ready as they go forward and move from being a maintenance parish to a mission parish. That's true. Now, we're talking with Donna Adaviano Britt. She's the director of the Office of Discipleship and Leadership for the Diocese of Camden. She is going to be facilitating a parish mission this weekend at Notre Dame de la Mer. Now, I don't have, unfortunately, I don't have the address in front of me. Do you have that available to you, uh, Donna? Anywhere? No, I don't. Okay. I don't have that right in front of me. You think I would have? But if we have a moment, I can certainly get it for you. Just so we can let our listeners know, because we do have uh, many listeners, of course, in your area, but also up in Atlantic County and, and uh, other parts of the state as well, who maybe are. No, there's a good. That was a question I had. Is this open to your general public, or are you trying Absolutely. to? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Good. We want to make sure people are Absolutely. aware of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we'll be in in Wildwood. So right now, you know, if Father Wallace is listening, he's like, Donna, why don't you have the address? <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot here. I, it's not on my paper here. I should have put it there myself, being better prepared. But and uh, it's so easy today to look up an address of anything. It isn't. Is it's in Wildwood? Yes, it's in Wildwood. In Wildwood. So you can Google that. So the uh, churches are, and I believe I have this correct. So I'm I'm going to get emails or texts if I don't. <laughs> The Mass on Saturday is at the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary Church. Okay. Yes. And that's in Wildwood Crest, 7110 Seaview Avenue. Okay. And then Sunday is at St. Anne Church in Wildwood, 2900 Atlantic Avenue. Okay. okay. Very and good. And it's completely open to, you know, we would love 
for everyone to come. You mm-hmm. know, the families are coming, the children are coming on on Sunday. You know, we know that the regular Saturday evening mass attenders, they'll go to Saturday mass. We hope they'll come back on Sunday. Yes. And if anybody's listening who's thinking, geez, you know, I haven't been to church in a while, maybe I wouldn't mind this, please come. Yes, Good. yes. And it sounds like there's something for everyone, you know, from the youngest mm-hmm. to the to the grandparents, just the entire family. And like you said, it's it's a great way to kick off Catholic Schools Week because it, it, that's your Catholic school is your family away from home. It surely is. Mm-hmm. Well, Donna, we want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule. We wish you the best of everything tomorrow, tomorrow and Sunday for the mission. Uh, we've been talking with Donna Ottaviano Britt. She's the director of the Office of Discipleship and Leadership. And just by the enthusiasm in her voice, I'm sure she is a great leader herself of that department. So we look forward to many, many more great things coming out of that office, Donna. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. God bless you. We'll be praying for your entire weekend. So be strong and uh, have a wonderful time, and we'll be praying for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the prayer. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye now. And friends, you stay where you are. going to be back with more Don't Go Away.
Uh, Danielle Rose, and that's from her latest album, although it goes back four or five years. Mm-hmm. It's The album is called Culture of Life, okay. and that was the opening song on the album, Little Flower. Very nice. The and whole of course, album dedicated to pro-life. All righty. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. And of course, that little ditty means it's time for our domestic church media meteorologist, Jim Hopman. Hey, Jim, how are you? Yeah, I was patiently waiting for my jingle. I know. <laughs> I kind of psyched you out that way that time, didn't I? Not not a lot of people have their own jingle, you know. No, we, we point that out often because that's right. Uh, that's right. And Jim, is uh, he's special. That's right. He's special. I am. Very, uh, I remember you tried to change it on me once. Gabby tried to change it. It was oh. on that, you know, it was the, um, the the summer mix, my son called it. It was the summer mix. He had a, he had <laughs> oh, that's the, the remix. Yeah. yeah. And we played it, and uh, they got the thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, although, although your son is very talented, for th- sure. Thank you very much. <laughs> How are you doing, just, Mr. Jim? Just didn't do it for me. Just didn't do it for me. Didn't do oh. it for you. No, 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 no. So how are you doing, boy? I tell you what, we were Charlie was saying that the the Lord really blessed the marchers down in Washington this week, this year, because it was a gorgeous day. Yeah, it was beautiful. Temperatures uh, down in D.C. got into the fifties. Uh, saw a lot of pictures from the event, and you know a lot of people were there with just sweatshirts on. So uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> right. One year I was down there, and the temperatures were in the single digits. With snow and uh, you know you get days like today when God just shines shines the nice weather on you and it's just wonder, wonderful to be there. I I wasn't able to get there this year. My wife is down there though with um, my daughter, oh. but um, I was kind of uh, just written, you know getting the text messages and seeing all the photos being sent. Uh, looks like it was just a great event and um, I did go on YouTube. I was able to see uh, President Trump give his address and. Really emotional, you know, because it's the first president ever to actually physically be there and show his support uh, for the event and for, for life overall. So just just a great, great event. It was a great event, and we were so happy to be able to bring it here on the radio throughout the day. And, and uh, I didn't see it live when we spoke. Out, when he spoke, I was at Mass at noon, but then I, I saw a repeat of it. So, and yeah. I'm sure they'll keep replaying Oh, sure, it. sure. Mm-hmm. So, again, we just keep all, all those good people now as they travel back home, keep them in prayer mm-hmm. for a safe journey home. Uh, and Jackie and your daughter as well, uh, Jim. Uh, as, and I, I remember you've gone down there before. And I remember one year, Sharon, I was just saying, I think it got snowed out. It was a, a massive storm, snowstorm, that mm-hmm. kind of put it, you know, either they, I don't know if they postponed it completely or they moved it, but it was, people couldn't get down there at all. I can it. remember that because, you know, they canceled the bus and it's a lot of like last minute scrambling right, to right. to make your adjustments. How did they go, Jackie yep. and your daughter? Do they, do they take a train or drive or stay overnight? 
Well, if I can just back up a second. So you were talking about the storm of 2016. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Um, right. We had a, um, a blizzard run through the area. And one of the pictures that I keep seeing every year pop up is when um, the Pennsylvania Turnpike was actually shut down. And there was a bus, and they had a mass outside in, in, the, in the blowing snow. I do um, remember I, that. I, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I do remember the seeing um, that. So, so anyway, yeah, my uh, so Jackie went down uh, St. John the Baptist, had a couple buses go down, and uh, so they were on one of those buses. Great. That's going down great. to D.C. today. That's mm-hmm. great. Very good. So what do we have and in so I had the volunteer. I had to volunteer to stay home, and we have a new puppy, so I had to watch the new puppy. Oh, you're the babysitter. Oh, and you, and now, <laughs> puppy do you sitter. still have your other puppy? Didn't you have yeah, a... so we have a... Uh, we have a Brittany Spaniel. His name is Copper. He's seven or eight years old now. And then uh, we have a, it's called a Cavachon. It's a cross between a King Charles Cavalier and a Bichon. Very small dog. Aww. Hmm. I, well, you're, yeah, I know you, when you used to go running, you would take your, your pup with you. Didn't he run with you? The, the big dog. Yeah, the yeah. big dog. Big dog. Cheryl has a cat. Can we but, introduce? Can we introduce your cat to your dogs? Yeah, yeah maybe they can play, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that might be a good scene. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. You care so much for uh, my pet. I know. Well, I think. Well, tomorrow we can put, probably put the cat out. It's going to be a cat. No, it's uh, going to be raining. Well, let's find out. <laughs> okay. Well, we we can uh, a good segue into the weather. You're very professional. There you go. I try. I try. Uh, I try. Yeah. <laughs> so um, outside right now, the, the temperatures are, yeah, as we were talking, it's, it's very mild out there. So average temperatures are in the upper 40s to low 50s. You'll see some of those low 40s along the coast where we have a, a breeze coming in off the ocean. The average temperature for Trenton, just for comparison, is 39 degrees. So we're at least right now 10 degrees above normal. And during the day, we were probably more than that. Um, and you were mentioning the ocean temperature before? Yeah, swimming. Um, you wanted to go swimming, yeah. right. So uh, so Atlantic City, as of yesterday, 39.9 degrees mm. off the coast of Atlantic <laughs> City. So generally, um, along the coast, upper 30s to around 40 degrees for sure. ocean temperatures. So go ahead, jump in, um, <laughs> have a great time, but I won't be there. <laughs> I know. Don't they have that polar bear plunge around this time sometime? sometime? In this, yeah, the pol- I never did it, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, I'll, I'm, I'll not keep, gonna test, I'm not going to test my heart. I'll keep my toes out of the water then. I'll wait till it gets a little right. warmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. All right. But so, rain. Um, the beautiful weather we, we had today, that's going to give way to some rain tonight. Um, later in the evening, we're going to have mostly cloudy skies, otherwise with a low around 40. And then tomorrow, uh, yeah, keep that cat inside because rain and actually possibly a thunderstorm in the afternoon with a high near 50. It's also going to be very breezy with uh, winds uh, uh, sustained from 10 to 20 miles an hour, gusts as high as 30 miles an hour. Uh, and then that rain continues into Saturday night, low 35. And we're going to have um, – the winds aren't going to be as bad uh, – about 5 to 10 miles an hour, gusts to 20. Sunday, uh, we're going to have probably sunny skies, high near 46. Still a bit breezy, sustained winds about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, low around freezing, uh, still a bit windy. Again, uh, wind, wind about 10 miles an hour, gusts to 20. And then looking into next week, generally looks like good weather right now, highs in the 40s. 
and lows in the upper 20s to low 30s. So remember the average temperature in, in Trenton, the average high temperature is around 39 degrees. So looks like we're going to be just a tad above normal even into next week. So mm-hmm. where's winter? I don't know. But, That's uh, okay. I'm kind of loving these warm days, yeah. <laughs> I was I was telling Cheryl yesterday, we were, I said, now we're almost through January. If we can make it through February without major storms, you know, March storms are pretty much, they, the snow falls, but it melts pretty quickly. So. Mm-hmm. February will be like right, the key month. Yeah, so we'll see. But anyway, I'm I'm yeah. happy with this type of weather. You're, are you, now you're you're not skiing anymore, are you, Jim? Why are you still ski, skiing with your new hip? No, so no, my I'm still on the on the mend. Um, but you know, I think I might try it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, be careful. <laughs> yes, be careful. Next year, next year, until next year. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll pray for that. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, God bless you and Jackie and the family. Thank you for all you do for us. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. Have a great weekend. You too. God bless Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. And uh, here we go. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. They're heroic and virtuous, living in sanctity. But is what went on earth? They were just like you and me. And now they're the saint of the day. All right, time to play Saint of the Day. And of course, the rules are these. We're going to, we've chosen a saint to be our Saint of the Day. It's not St. Francis de Sales. It's his feast day today, but he's not our Saint of the Day. Well, he's our Saint of the Day, but not for the game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've chosen a saint. Cheryl's going to read clues. Listen carefully, friends, and uh, don't call until she says this is the last clue. When she says that, then you can call 609 609- Four nine three eight two five five. That's six zero nine four nine three eighty two fifty five. Listen carefully to the clues, but don't call until Cheryl says this is the last clue. Then, if you think you know who our saint of the day is, give us a call at six zero nine four nine three eight two five five. Six zero nine four nine three eight two five five. Let's play Saint of the Day. This saint was born in 1922 near Milan, Italy. She grew up in a good Catholic home and as a teenager was active as a member of Catholic action groups. When she was 16, she made up her mind that she would rather die than commit a mortal sin and that she wanted to do everything for Jesus. She entered medical school in Milan and earned a doctorate in medicine in 1949. She opened a clinic in 1950 and soon had many patients. She continued to be active in Catholic action groups and organized talks, retreats, hikes, and social events. She was very successful in reaching out to young people. She met a prosperous engineer who was impressed with this dynamic woman doctor who cared so much about others. This saint had been planning to become a medical missionary sister in Brazil, Her brother was a priest there, but once she met this young engineer, she wondered if it was God's will for her to marry him and start a family. She asked her confessor, and the priest said, if every good Catholic girl became a nun, there would be no Christian mothers. She married the young engineer in 1955, and they had three children and two miscarriages. She, came, she became pregnant again in 1961, but the doctor found a tumor in her uterus. Before undergoing surgery, 
this saint gave her surgeon strict orders to keep her unborn child safe, saying, if you have to choose between my life and the life of the baby, I demand you save the baby's life. She gave birth to a healthy baby girl, but the saint was dying from complications in the delivery. And this is the last clue. 609-493-8255. She died on April 28, 1961, and her daughter has been called the living relic of her mother. 609-493-8255. If you think you know who today's saint of the day is, now's the time to call. And we do have a contestant on the line. Hi, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? Oops. Are, are you, you there? I guess not. <laughs> okay. So the Maybe line, they'll call back or the, someone will call the back. The lines are open. 609-493-8255. That's the number to call. If you think you know who today's saint is, 609-493-8255. I believe a lot of our very uh, in, uh, wise and knowledgeable contestants are on the buses coming back from Washington. Washington. That's right. <laughs> so That's right. May not be listening right now. We have many saintly well, scholars. Somebody's calling back. Here we go. Now we have so many. Hi. You're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Anna. I'm from Warminster. Anna Hi. from Warminster. Okay, very good. And who do you think today's saint of the day is? Uh, is it St. Gianna of Moa? St. Gianna of Moa. Anna, very good. Good job. And I would guess, Anna, you're very familiar with her because is uh, there yeah. a not, there's a shrine in the parish there on, on Street Road? Oh, yeah, I belong to that parish, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. all right. Is Father uh, Satino still there? No, he's up in, um, uh, uh, what do you call that, um, Chester County. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. oh they really move him around. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, okay. Very good, Anna. That's great. Well, and, congratulations. Uh, we appreciate your playing. Now, don't hang up because I'm going to put you on hold, and Cheryl is going to get on the phone with you and take some information from you so we can send you a prize. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you for playing. Yes. Saint Gianna Bretamola is today's Saint of the Day. Anna from Warminster is our winner. So, uh, Anna, you stay where you are. I'm going to put you on hold. And, friends, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more in just a bit. Restless 
Congratulations, Anna from Warminster, Pennsylvania. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of Central Bucks County. That's uh, I know, nice that's, for being heard up there. I was wondering how well it's it's coming in, but yeah. obviously well enough she could play the game. So, Anna, thanks for listening. Thank you for your kind words. That's right. And, um, and congratulations, St. Gianna Retta Mola. In fact, yes. I forgot about that little shrine they have up there. At, um, is it Nativity? No. Nativity of Our Lord? I should have asked her. It's something of Our Lord, isn't it? Nativity. That's <laughs> we had, and it's right next to the uh, Archbishop Wood High School, where we had a conference there back in 2006. That was the mold. That was the mold center there, <laughs> where I, the Lord would put it, Lord put me to the test on that one. This theme of mold kind of weaves in and out mold. of our life. I don't oh, know. Yeah, mold. That, gonna... that that mold in 2006. Uh, that was uh we had the conference plan we were bringing in Father Carapi and to uh, Archbishop Wood to Archbishop Wood High School up there right it's right adjacent to Nativity I believe it's Nativity of Our Lord right I think so mm-hmm. um, on Street Road there in, in Warminster and uh, about uh, about a month before the conference they called me and said we couldn't have it because they found mold all over the theater and I said I can't cancel it and they said you have to we have mold it's going to take us a long time to clean it all up. So we prayed. I went to adoration and said, Lord, I'm not going to cancel. I'm going to trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. And about two weeks before, <laughs> they said the mold was disappearing faster than they thought it was going to disappear. So yeah. they cleaned it all up and we had our conference. And then he called back and said, it's clear, ready That's to right. go. Yeah. So imagine so if mold you... and I have been battling for years. <laughs> uh, you know, Last year we had all that remediation work done here. And I was thanking mm-hmm. again to the wonderful couple on our board of directors, who um, over the past few years has been, they've been very generous to us, earmarked for specific projects like the main studio overhaul we had here a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year they donated to buy a new control board. Right. But we had to divert that money when the mold issues came up. Yeah. But they did come back this year and they are going to, we're getting a new board. I'm excited. This board is 35 years old. The new control board is going to have all the bells and whistles and all kinds of neat stuff we can do with it. So Who knows what will happen on Friday Live till you really get That's a handle right. on it. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back. <coughs> sorry. We, that's okay. We come, <laughs> and you know what? The new board's going to have cough buttons. Yeah, see, I'm sorry. See? I'm coughing. No, they'll have cough buttons. You'll be able to turn your mic off. Uh, when we come back, our gospel for this coming Sunday, which is Word of God Sunday. Right? Yes, this Sunday. That's right. And Father Jim Grogan is here to give his reflection. Also next hour, our good friend from the Diocese of Camden with his senior spirituality segment, Deacon Anthony Co. More music and talk. Don't go away, friends. More to come on Friday Live.
Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media? P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. Hello? Hi, Mother. What's your name? My name is Becky. I'm from Wisconsin. I was away from the church for over 20 years, ah. and through the grace of God, have come back now. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome home. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? Florida. Good. And what's your question? Well, I have this wonderful gift that God gave me, and that's my sister. Mornings with Mother Angelica. There's none better. Weekdays at 10, right here where you are family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the Gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. I would always hear from uh, different people at non-Catholic churches that Catholics were going to hell or that they really didn't know who the Lord was. The Catholic Church is not all what people say it is. I mean, it's completely different. There's so many stereotypes. It's very possible to know the Lord, and it's very possible to have a relationship with God in the Catholic Church. I believe I was born into the Catholic Church, and that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. You know, on many of you who have not been to confession for years, I'll make a bet that's on nothing. You're ashamed. There's nothing you could tell a priest he hadn't heard before. You don't want him to know who you are. Go to another city. Go to another state. Who's going to know who you are? God knows who you are. So all of these things that we're so afraid of, People's opinion, it doesn't mean anything. You know what our dear Lord said about other people's opinion? The opinion of men mean nothing to me. I always wondered how the liberals are going to interpret that inclusive language. <laughs> they wouldn't dare say the opinion of women don't mean anything to me. It must be the opinions of people. Whatever it is, opinion made nothing to him. Why? The people you know and trust 
are on EWTN. Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Sister Ann Shields speaking to you from Food for the Journey, a program that is heard on domestic church radio Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. I want to encourage you to listen to that program, not because I'm doing it, but because I speak of the scripture readings for the day, and the Word of God is what gives us life. Brothers and sisters, today we need life. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating Hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back. Another hour of Friday Live on this January 24th, 2020. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. Thanks for staying with us. And we'll be here for the next hour. Hope you can be with us, too. We're going to be joined in just a moment by our good friend, uh, Father Jim Grogan, who uh, is going to give the gospel reflection for this (laughs) Sunday, the third Sunday of Ordinary Time. Now, officially known and going to be known as Word of God Sunday. Right. So Father Jim will be here, and then uh, later on this hour, our friend Deacon Anthony Seo and his Senior Spirituality segment. So, so we'll have some more music for you and some talk, so we hope you can stay with us. Uh, we'll begin, as we do at the 5 o'clock hour, every time we gather here on this Friday program, with the Gospel reading for this coming Sunday. And this is for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, and again, this uh, year, first time ever. And from here on out, the third Sunday in Ordinary Time will be known as Word of God Sunday. Do you know why Pope Francis chose this particular third Sunday of Ordinary Time? I'm not sure why he chose the third Sunday. And I think, is it related to, you know, we just had baptism of the Lord so recently that, you know, Word became flesh, Mm. and it's just right on the edge of of that. Maybe the reading will tell us why it's it's always the same type. It's not always the same reading either. Okay. All right. No, and of course, it's a different reading every year. But at our parish, um, Diocese of Metuchen, they asked all the parishes to make the announcement for people to bring their Bible, whether a small, small Bible, personal Bible, or the Bible from home, Mm -hmm. and they'll bless the Bible. That's nice. So this is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. 
He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In September of last year, when Pope Francis instituted the designation of the third Sunday in Ordinary Time as the Sunday of the Word of God, he began his motu proprio instruction by quoting St. Jerome, Ignorance of the Scriptures is ignorance of Christ. Those words were not just prophetic in the 5th century for Jerome, but remain prophetic for us today as Catholics. The sacred scriptures, the Word of God, ought to shape and influence our lives as Catholic men and women and as families. I recall reading almost 20 years ago a reference to how our liturgy and our beliefs as Catholics integrate into our lives. Lex orandi, lex credendi is a Latin phrase that has been a tenet of liturgical theology since the 5th century as well. Loosely translated, it means the law of prayer is the law of belief. Monsignor Kevin Irwin, in the year 2000, added to this phrase the, the additional element, lex vivendi, or the law of life. Briefly summarized, how we pray reflects our beliefs, and those beliefs are mirrored in our lives. Central to all Catholic liturgies, especially the celebration of the Eucharist, is the liturgy of the Word. We hear proclaimed readings from the Old Testament through to the Gospels of the New Testament in every celebration of Mass. Pope Francis, in declaring the Sunday of the Word of God, emphasized many points, and I want to share just two here. This day does not signify a once-a-year connection to the sacred scripture. And we need to develop a closer relationship in our lives, not just in liturgies, to sacred scripture. I recently read a suggestion for family prayer that they consider praying the gospel for the upcoming Sunday Mass as an alternative or in addition to grace before meals in your home, in the middle of the week before that gospel would be proclaimed, and then discussing what it means. Every family can easily do this. You may have a Catholic periodical such as Give Us This Day or Magnificat that includes the readings. The United States Bishop's website, usccb.org, also provides easy access to the upcoming gospel. Lectio Divina is the type of praying that formalizes praying with scripture, but families can easily integrate this into your family prayer time without any special or formal training. Simply have someone read the coming week's gospel and then go around the table with each family member saying what they think the most important part of the gospel message might be for your family. While this is an abbreviated version of Lectio Divina, it can be a wonderful start. In each family, the scriptures, and specifically using them to pray, will become a normal part of family life, and praying together as a family is always good. The theological teaching how we pray reflects what we believe, 
and what we believe is reflected in how we live comes alive for families who begin to see the scriptures as part of how you interact with God through each other. No one can understand the Word of God except through the grace of the Holy Spirit. What families will see, rather quickly and repeatedly, I predict, is that the wisdom of the Holy Spirit might most powerfully be seen in the response of a child in response to the reading of the Gospel together. And older children, or those youngsters three years from now, will add something new to that Gospel, what it means to them in their own lives similarly reflecting the grace of the Holy Spirit. How exciting might it be when the priest or deacon says something in their homily on Sunday that you spoke about at your dinner table on Wednesday or Thursday. Let us make sure that Sunday of the Word of God truly becomes a reflection in your homes that the sacred scripture, that powerful gift of God for each Catholic, is held in reverence. May our lives reflect both our beliefs and our prayer. Thank you. 
Women of Grace, Grace. Lynn Cooper. <laughs> I remember she, Lynn. Yes, and she met Johnette, and somehow you know how she met. Oh no, wait a minute! I'm thinking we we Johnette had her first Women of Grace conference at the Shrine of Chenstehova in Doylestown, and we provided the music. But I think maybe Lynn was a speaker or something there. Also? She was there for maybe to, to do. She wasn't. We were we were a music ministry for the whole conference. For the mass and you know any kind well, she of she performed. Though. She was like a guest. Yeah, and then she wrote that song for her. So now it's her theme song. It was good, mm. great job. Mm. That great was a job. long time ago. And a lot of things were a long time ago, Jim. Many things, many things. <laughs> I, you know, well, I was saying the other day, you know, there's I have more life behind me than ahead of me, mm-hmm. unless I live to be 130. <laughs> So probably safe to say, safe to say you're coming down the other side of the hill. (laughs) Yeah, that you could say that. Or as I like like Father Groeschel's, he says, "You see the uh, you see the um, the lights at the end of the exit ramp." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we're celebrating babies today. I I just found this uh, this site here, and it's um, a fun topic to discuss. It's related to. Little different from the list of uh, unmistakably Catholic boy and girl names. Oh, Catholic <laughs> names. Catholic names. So they should be saint now, names. The origin of my name is based on my father's faith. I mean, I'm James Philip. I was sure. the year that I the year that I was born. At that time, on my father's birthday, which was May first, the church celebrated the feast of Saints Philip and James. Mm, but they moved it. Huh? They moved it the year later. A year later. Um. Then they made St. Joseph the Worker to kind of combat communism and May Day and things. That's why St. Joseph the Worker. Mm-hmm. So the year that I was born, May 1st, which is my father's birthday, was still the Feast of St. Philip and James. So my name is James Philip. But And you were named after a, a boat. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the faith, with saints. Or, although my middle name is Anne, but I, I don't. I thought I that know. was part of the name on the boat. Right. It's not. It was not chosen for any other reason than they were... Um, I guess in Niagara Falls or something, and they saw a tugboat go by. You know, you take that boat that goes under the made of the mist. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they saw another boat, and that boat was called the Cheryl Ann. Mm. And so well, here I nice. am, a boat. I hope it was a nice, like, shapely, slender, fashionable boat. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't boat. a tugboat then. <laughs> no, it was a tugboat. But that's okay. You know what? I'm pulling my way through the journey of life. That's right. I'm okay. That's right. And uh, right, so here's some here's some typically Catholic names. Current, I guess, uh, young well, people today it, who are having children naming their babies. Yeah, good it, strong Catholic people naming their you, babies. You look at a list like that from 25, 50 years ago. It's going to be a completely different list. So girl names: Caroline. I don't really know why that would be considered. Why would it be considered I Catholic? Know. I don't know. 
uh, Catherine, that's mm-hmm. Claire, or Kiara. Kiara, there's a young woman who lived in the, I think she was born in 1990 or died. She was like a, a contemporary. She's up for canonization. Oh, my. Over With Nicholas. a K. C, C H, Kiara. Kiara. C H I A R. C H I A. C H I A R A. That's beautiful. You don't yeah, hear Kiara. that. Kiara. That's a pretty name, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Cora. Edith. <laughs> Old Testament. <laughs> All in the family. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would think Edith. of it. <laughs> uh, Evangeline. <clears throat> I knew a woman named Evangeline That's when I was. That's a beautiful town. Uh, they used to call her Van. Their, their nickname was Van. Mm. But Evangeline is pretty. Faustina. Mm. Helen or Helena for St. Okay, that, that's well, our granddaughter's middle name is middle Helen. Middle name is Helen, right? Uh, Lily or Lillian. Like from the Monsters? Yeah, I think that's why it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lily. Uh, Lucy is one or Lucia. Mm-hmm. Lucille. Um, Magdalene. Hmm. Margaret. That's, that's an old standard, that one, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Rosemary. Serafina. Oh, beautiful. Serafina. That's a nice one. And then Stella. And our Angela was almost named Stella. We were saying I that Angela's be well, she'd be twenty nine in March. But I when she was we were pregnant with Angela, I we considered naming her Stella. And everybody would say, right. It's an old lady's name. You can't name her Stella. And it's an still old on the list. And here well, it is on the go. list. It yeah. is beautiful. Because your grandmother's name was Stella. Right. right. But in 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 nineteen ninety one, you can't name her, it's an old lady's name. You know, so here it is, Stella. So those are some girls. But Angela Grace is beautiful, too. Angela Grace is her name, yeah. Boys. Here are the boys, some some Catholic boys' names. Augustine. We knew a little Augustine. Now, how old would he be right now? He used to come to the studio I see, with his I mom. I see Augustine and his mom sometime at noon mass. He's, because he's older. They, oh, okay. They interviewed a young boy, uh, Teresa Tamio, at the life, at the March for Life, and his name was Augustine. There are probably a lot of Augustines down there. Yeah, <laughs> probably, but, I, I, but he was nine. That was the point. Oh, no, this, this young man is probably he he's would in be his older teen. than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I thought of that young boy that used to come. Blaze. Oh, I love it. You like Blaze? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fulton, nice. <laughs> Fulton for Sheen, uh, Gabriel, That's, uh, mm-hmm. George, that would have been considered an old person's name years ago, right? I think. George. Jude, mm. but it would be like, hey, Jude. Jude. <laughs> uh, Leo. Leo the Great. Mm-hmm. Louis, for St. Louis. Luke, mm. Maximilian. And Sebastian. Wow. Those are typically, and current, these are lists of names that young parents are naming their, Catholic parents are naming their children. Wow. Right? Mm, I think some of them are, like you don't see here, James isn't on the list. Not on this list, but. Anthony or John. I mean, they the, seem like In the standard. most popular names, like yeah. just secular, James is always in the top ten. Right, right. Yeah. Always up there. Um, Michael. Michael. Yeah, these are a little like out of the box kind of names. Well, I guess it's a little bit, you know, kind of pinpoint Catholic. Mm. You know, but I'm sure down at probably if you if you did a little survey down at the March today, you probably would have found a lot of these names. Augustine's uh, Maximilian. We had a book here. I don't know what happened to it. It disappeared. We had a book here in the building. We got from a publisher. Um, of just of this Catholic boy and girl names. I'm sure it's filed properly on my library oh, oh, shelf. Oh, is it really? Oh. I bet you I can put my hands right on it. Oh yeah. I'll do it during our break. Oh really? <laughs> I've been cleaning up the library, my friends. 
The library. I... Well, we've been doing this for a long time now. I, was, I, I You know, the first time I did my first Catholic radio program for, for Joe Grady, oh, I subbed so for him. down in Camden. Camden was November of 1995, so it's 25 years. Wow. We've been doing this a long time. And one of the perks that we have in doing this is that the publishers, the book publishers, whether it's our Sunday Visitor or Ave Maria Press or mm-hmm. Sophia whoever, Institute, Sophia, there's so many of them. They, every time a new book comes out, they send us a review copy to you know, right. hopefully get the authors on for an interview. So we have 25 years worth of books here in our building. Right. Then we have some bookshelves back there, but I just shoved them on the shelf. You're, yeah. you're, organizing, it like a, you're organizing it like a library. I'm trying my best. Library science. If anybody has a really gifted in that area... Come and spend a couple hours with me. You could teach me something, and we can. Knock we have it lots out. of books, and there's still yeah. some still in our basement down there. There's a whole shelf in our basement. Every time there. I come, I try to haul a, a um, you know, a, a canvas bag full of books. It's so heavy to bring boxes, but yeah. So you think we have years. that Catholic baby name? I think we do. There were some. There were almost to a little bit to the extreme, like Rosario. I mean, it was like they were kind of going into right. the, you know. Eucharista. Yeah. <laughs> Eucharistica. <laughs> Eucharistica. Uh, penance, and someone penance. had donated all those Reconciliation, shelves. huh? Yeah. Reconciliation. I, I don't think that was in the book. <laughs> this could get a little silly. It could get silly. Extreme unction. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. But a very kind gentleman came and donated like... um corporate four or five and it was njm it was njm insurance yeah yes mm-hmm. they were getting they, rid of they, they donated a lot of our furniture from in the, the floor here. to the ceiling yeah. they're really beautiful mm-hmm. but uh i like to have them where there's a pro-life shelf or a shelf about saints or biographies or, or catholic baby names catholic baby names yes so you think yeah. we have that somewhere? i'm gonna go take a look if whatever's happening during <clears throat> the next song or something not I that we need look. it but i'm just saying it just, you know, know we, we're not we're not I having it it is fun to chuckle though at some of them some of them are just a little, a little bit to the extreme. Right. And not to make, I mean, everybody's right. name. We're all, you know, God's children. But sometimes you get a little bit to the to the extreme. Yeah. <laughs> where it might be. You know, it's my, fun, though. It's actually, fun to my, I think I've told you my father, wanted, uh, my name is James Phillip. My father, at one point uh, in naming me, almost named me James Ignatius, mm. which would have been neat. I would, have, I, nice. I would have enjoyed my middle name being Ignatius. Ignatius yeah, so that my initials would have spelled J-I-M. That's yeah. what he was going to do. Unique. <laughs> Unique. Well, there's so many fun names out there, but every um, every gift is a precious, every child is a precious gift mm-hmm. from God that they were just reiterating that over and over emphatically all day today. You know, it was just so motivating and empowering. I just wanted to be there. Maybe next year will be my year. You can go. You can go. You should. It can it can be done. Well, I used to teach, so I was at school, and of course, this obligation. But if we plan way in advance, we can make it work. Mm-hmm. I, I could was be thinking, your man on the street. He could do that with our new control board. We could do anything. That's right. We could have this building fly down there. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get the proper amount of training. That's right. That's right. But I was thinking perhaps we should maybe this summer because I think it's in Harrisburg. They have that Catholic marketing network. They still have them. They we do. used to have fun going to those things and yeah. interviewing all the people and just kind of seeing yes. who's there. Yes, yes. I'll see when it's going to be. We could do remote broadcasts from from Harrisburg. I think it's in the Harrisburg area. They moved Lancaster, it all over there. somewhere out there. Remember the one year it was in Baltimore, but it was in the winter. It was yeah. January. They used to have two. Right now it's an annual. It's an annual summertime. Yeah, yeah it was one of the summer, one of the winter. But the one of the winter was at Baltimore, the convention center in Baltimore. Snowstorm. It, it was a snowstorm. We were stuck. And we went mm-hmm. down there though. We took the kids. Right. <clears throat> right. 
And we would have to walk the way it was from the hotel to the actual convention center where you have those aisles and aisles of vendors. You've all been to some sort of conference like that. And then the speakers and the authors and all the different things that are happening. You did have to walk outside. There was an internal hallway. And remember, it was like a sheet of ice. We were holding on to the railing and you just had to go ice skate to the next building. Right, right, right. Memories. I know, and we're getting. Uh, they were little babies. We used to take those kids everywhere. I know, and they loved it because I like to walk those aisles. You know, you see different books, and of course, at that at that time, I was collecting my creating a CD library. Mm-hmm. But you'd see people like Raymond Arroyo was running well, this that way, was, and Bob and Penny Lord were over here, yeah, and they, the Bob children. And Penny, they were good friends of ours. They would yeah. come over, always always come and do stuff. With but us. at those vendors, everybody would always have a bowl of candy, right? To, mm-hmm. No matter where you are, and you know, secular or religious conference, and so the kids would like load up their bag with little Hershey Kisses. And I remember we were it's probably the first year we were doing it and i'm going to say it's 1999 so 21 years ago and it was over here somewhere in um new jersey it was either in it wasn't in somerset Somerset. no no it was valley forge okay valley forge that was the first one right and um so it was 99 and i was i was doing live radio and you and the kids were getting me guests so you guys would run around and grab people and bring them back is that when i brought back like the veggie tail bob the tomato that was Baltimore. Oh, okay. But you brought back. You, I remember. I still picture in my mind you on one side holding him, and the other side one of our kids holding him. Raymond Arroyo. That's right. It was he was just he was brand new to the network. Right. So who's this guy? Who's this guy? He was very good though. He was brand new. Yeah. He had just started with the network, and That's you, right. you brought you guys. You, Raymond Arroyo from Edebian. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot I've seen. <laughs> but oh, we would see Father Groeschel and Father Apostoli. Oh, Father Apostoli was always very. He was always good. Yeah. In fact, one year. I'm trying to think of where it was. We we had I had pre-scheduled an interview with Father Apostoli, and he forgot. Mm. And so we had you know we were doing live radio, so I had a you know had a blank interview spot there. And he came by later on, and he he said, "I'm so sorry, I forgot you. Oh, forgive me, please forgive me. What can I do to make it up?" I said, "That's right, Father. No, really, I want to do something for you. What can I do for you?" And we were going to have a, our our 40 hours devotion at our parish. I said, well, Father, we are having 40 hours devotion at our parish. Which, and he came. Oh, I'll do that. Sure, I'll come down and do that for you. So he came down 40 hours devotion. Yeah, that was that Queen of the Universe yeah. lockdown. Mm-hmm. And beautiful. he was driving back and forth from Yonkers. Yes. Because he had something going on up there, too. Right. I said, you saint. know. Yeah, he, oh, God rest saint. his soul. He was so good to us. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, tell me, I, I want to make it up to you. I want to make it up to you. I said, Father, you don't have to make it up. Oh, no, I do. I want to make it up to you. What a beautiful so. soul he was. Hmm? Well, let's take a break, and then we come back. Deacon Anthony Co. is here with his senior spirituality segment, so stay where you are, friends. There's more to come on Friday Live.
gotta be than hearing your love, hearing your love. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control.
Welcome back, friends. As always, uh, we are so happy to have you joining us and so happy to have joining us now with his senior spirituality segment from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Seo. Deacon, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back, Jim and Cheryl and listeners. It is such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you again. Now, happy, and by the way, Happy New Year to you. We, we saw you, we talked to you and saw you in December uh, during Advent, and I hope you had a great Christmas and wishing you a Happy New Year. But you were doing such a wonderful segment last month, we didn't want to rush through it, so we got partially the way through and said, let's continue with this uh, second part in January. So maybe if you can, kind of recap for our listeners what we covered in that segment, and then we'll move into the uh, the rest of it. Absolutely. Happy to. And you know what? I have to tell you, that last segment we did was one of the most fun segments that we've done. So I mm-hmm. urge the listeners to go back and take a listen to it, because it was just, besides being a lot of good information, it was just a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I did. Uh, oh, we did. Good. We did. And listeners, uh, Deacon makes a very good point. You know, all of our local programs and local segments are archived on our website, so you can go to domesticchurchmedia.org. Click on the program link up on top and click on segments for this, and you'll see Deacon Anthony, and not just this one that he did last month, but others are on there as well. So do take a listen to that. That's wonderful. And it seems so long ago, but maybe because so much has happened in then, we were immersed in Advent, getting ready for Christmas, and then all the feast days that fall with Christmas and Mary, Mother of God, and Epiphany. It, it seems like eons ago, so I, too, need that refresher. Well, absolutely, and I'll do a very quick refresher. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So what I did in that last segment, as I said, that I don't usually title uh, my talks, but this one, if I had to give it a title, it would be called, The Work That Jesus Calls Us To Do Does Not Stop Just Because We're Getting Older. Mm-hmm. And I spoke about the fact that we are called to bring others and to lead others to Christ. And just because we're getting older doesn't mean that stops. We have to do that. We're told to do that. And now as we're seniors, we have more time to do that. So we're called to share our faith with others. I talked about the urgency of that because we know the statistics that 40% of millennials, those born between 81 and 96, they identify themselves as unaffiliated. We've lost so many um, of our faithful that it really is urgent that we look at ways of bringing them back. And then what I did is I spoke about the fact that um, Bishop Barron spoke with the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, uh, and I want to say it was probably early November, um, and he spoke with them about the five things that we should be doing as a church to bring those unaffiliated back into the church. There were two specifically of the five that we went through. The first was that the church should be more involved, and actually the people of the church should be more involved in the works of justice. So we as seniors should be showing the face of God to others through our work with with justice, that we're showing people, and we're showing young people specifically, people who have left the church, that we are a church of social justice. We are a church that goes out to help others, wherever they may be on the peripheries of society. Second method to bring back the affiliate he spoke about was leading with beauty. Let the unaffiliated see the beauty of the church. Um, Our buildings, our liturgy, our music, all of the things that are part of our Catholic faith, 
There is beauty in those things, and they lead others to Christ. So we talked about social justice, and we talked about helping to show others, lead others to Christ, by talking about and showing them the beauty of the Church. That brings us to today. I'm going to talk through the last three of the points that Bishop Barron made. The third is great. He says we need to stop dumbing down the mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to tell you, um, my, my, my children are in their mid-30s, and we used to laugh because when they came back from religious classes, I would say, go to this class, I'd say, what did you learn? And they would smile, and, and they'd say they had a test, and I'd say, did you get all the answers? And I remember my son saying clearly, Dad, so long as I answer with go to church, love God, I'll get everything right. <laughs> and I used to say, come on, it's more than that. He said, Dad, I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. As long as I say the answer is go to church and love God, I'm okay. Yeah. That, unfortunately, is what happens. We have not taught this generation, those who are leaving the church, we have not really taught them the, the, the importance of our faith from an intelligence standpoint. There is so much about our faith that we can talk about in catechetical formation that can help young people understand. We need to provide good answers to tough questions. We need to have that be a part of their accompaniment. We need to be non-judgmental in our listening and, 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 and look at the key moments to help teach, but we've got to do it intelligently. And that's what I think we're able to do as seniors. We're able to draw on how we were formed and be able to share the, um, the beauty, the history, the love of God, the importance of what we're taught. Um, we can speak about the Bible in a way that's very, very unique and different. We can talk about it in a depth that will resonate with young people. We can answer their questions honestly and deeply because they're smart and they want to know. And as seniors, we, we are not affected as much by maybe the shortcomings of catechetical, catechetical education in the last number of years. I think we have a great depth to draw on the intelligence of our faith. Mm, that's so true, um, Deacon. You know, I, and just if I may interject here for a second, as you're saying that, I'm thinking as well of, of our children when they were being, and our children went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. and a good Catholic school, but um, mm-hmm. I remember when my son, my oldest son, who's now 31 years old, but he was preparing for his first uh, uh, penance, and I was just mm-hmm. kind of going over some things with him, and I said, now, did they explain to you the difference between mortal and venial sin? And he said, between what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I literally had to call downtown and speak to someone in the education office, and I said, why, are, why my son's preparing for penance? Why is he not learning about mortal and venial sin? We don't feel that they're old enough to really commit a mortal sin. Uh, so it was really, really, so I understand that, and I, uh, it's an excellent point. You know, it, it's really interesting. There was an article, that, and, I, and I really hadn't thought about talking about this, Jim, but your comment, I think, is just so appropriate. Um, there was an author, and I think she's a psychologist, a psychoanalyst. She wrote an article, which was just published in the Wall Street Journal, I want to say maybe December 5th or the first week of December. Here's the title of the article. Don't believe in God? Lie to your children. Oh. 
Oh my! What a provocative title! It, and, and here's what she says: she 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 talks about she says children who children who attend religious services once a week who go to church, they score higher on psychological well-being mm. measurements, and they have less risk of mental illness mm. because there is something about weekly attendance with church. It's associated with higher rates of volunteering. Mm-hmm. It's associated with a sense of mission. It's associated with understanding of how to forgive people. There's a lower probability of drug use and early sexual initiation. Mm-hmm. There is a great correlation between learning a faith, going to church, attending services, becoming a faithful person. There is a correlation between that and better mental health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. I think that's staggering. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and it's so true. We had a priest at our parish, God rest his soul. But Father Doherty would say, a river with no boundaries runs wild. Can we absolutely. not just say that that's our faith? You know, like if you don't have it and you don't have those um, tenets and, and the just law of God, we're just going to do whatever we want, wherever and however and whenever. It's like it's you don't need a doctorate to understand this concept. Absolutely true, and I think and I think your example is exactly perfect. When there are when there are boundaries, when there are riverbanks, hmm. the, the water flows through forcefully, mm-hmm. and it flows through with a purpose. Right. When those banks are gone, you end up with a lazy pool of water. Mm-hmm. Yep. As as opposed to this forceful, forceful focus and direction. And that's what ends up happening if we don't speak to our children about the true tenets of our faith and explain what's important about it, then we will lose another generation. We as seniors really need to be able to be in the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there's something else this particular author said, and this just sticks with me. She said that rejection of religion is a fertilizer for anxiety and depression. Wow. If we don't give our children and the young people a sense of mission and a sense of purpose and a sense of understanding, they have nothing to hold on to. Yeah. And when times get difficult, mm-hmm. they can go into depression and anxiety and lose themselves. Right. So this whole this whole point about us being able to Stop dumbing down our faith and recognize that young people really are capable of knowing the end, of, of hearing the truth about our faith and what it means, and and that this whole idea of relativism um, shouldn't have to overtake everything that we do. And we as seniors are in a great position to be able to do this because we've we've learned our faith properly, and we have the time to dig down deeper and even understand it more mm-hmm. as we talk to the young people. Mm. So, so true. Uh, the, 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 the next thing, and I could talk about that one forever, but <laughs> the, 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 the fourth one that, that Bishop Barron speaks of is that every parish needs to become a missionary society. We, we need to always be stepping forth from the doors of our church and going out, not standing at our doors with our arms folded and saying, come to us and then we'll help you. We need to go out into the community. And, and again, as seniors, we have that comfort level and that ability. We have so much experience. 
that we can go out into the community and we can help lead others back. We can help show them the face of Christ. We can help let them understand how that, that we love them and need them and have something for them to come back to the church for. So stepping out as a mission missionary society um, and going out and not waiting for people to come to us. And then finally, he says that we need to use the new media to reach the masses mm-hmm. who have become disengaged. So for seniors, that means we need to get with it. <laughs> we need to make sure that we sharpen our skills with modern technology and with new media so that we can use it. Um, you know, to, to me, there's nothing so gratifying as to see an older person like myself or um, who who are, who is able to use all the means of technology mm-hmm. to help make the point, yeah. whether it be in business or whether it be in our uh, spiritual life. So when, when we look at this entire process, we understand that there is a great need, there's a great sense of urgency, and we have great tools as seniors to be able to help in this whole process of bringing others back to the church, of again showing them the face of Christ and showing them that there, 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 there is a God who doesn't just love them just as a feel-good, that loves them for a reason mm-hmm. and gives them a purpose in life. And that's what we're asked to do. Yeah. I, again, I, I just get so excited at the opportunity that we have. But we need to step out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and do those things. That's right. so true. Deacon, now, is there a reference point uh, somewhere where our listeners can go to, because you went over these points by Bishop Barron so beautifully, where they can go and actually read his statement, or is this outlined or documented somewhere online? Yes, there is. It was his his presentation to the USCCB, I don't believe, was recorded, um, but it was actually um, those five points were put out there by, oh, gosh, you know what? what here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to get it back to you, and maybe it's something that you can post uh, for for your uh, we can post so it with you have that yeah. reference point yeah we can yeah. post it with your segment there because I think it's it, it would be good yes. for them to have and make reference to because yes, they are... definitely provide the link and this other article I was speaking about by the psychoanalyst that was published in the Wall Street Journal okay. on December the fifth okay but uh, very good points you know we we see so many young people as you mentioned uh, who have left the faith who have waned in their in their uh, you know in in their beliefs and. Uh, there's so much we can do, and I think what they're really looking for is 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 truth, and and they're looking for it. Unfortunately, the old looking for it in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, our church gave us such a great gift twenty some years ago in the new catechism of the Catholic Church. That, mm-hmm. and I, I've said this so often. I you know, I I think Bible studies are great, and we know that a lot of communities and 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 dioceses, parishes have uh, individual uh, Bible studies. But I'd love to see catechism. Uh, uh, classes being taught again, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really the heart and, of our and, and I agree. Yeah. The information, the catechism, every question we have is answered, and it's answered. It, it's answered in depth. Yes, it There's is. There's such a, a great depth of knowledge there that shares with us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. A lot of work to be done, but as you say, there are a lot of uh, workers in the field who are out here, like uh, we who are now in our se- senior years, who can do a lot of good things for the Lord in this way. So, Deacon, thank you, as always, for sharing those thoughts with well, us. Before you sign up, can I, I want to give you the source, if I can. Sure. I talked about technology, and I love technology. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Bishop Barron's Five Paths were, it was published. Um, can, your listeners can go online. It's our Sunday visitor, um, November 11th, 2019. Okay, our Sunday visitor, November 11th, 2019. Excellent. And you can certainly Google that and, and pull it up, Bishop Barron. And uh, again, Deacon, just thank you so much for all the good work. We love having you as part of our family here, and we look forward to speaking with you again next month. Thank you very much. I can't wait. God bless okay, you. Okay, stay well. And friends, you stay where you are. We're going to come back with more. Don't go away. I didn't take my faith seriously, which which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. No, I didn't want to give up sin. I mean, the reason we sin is because sin is fun. But it's, it's self-love sin. But it's amazing with God's grace how easy trying to not sin it really is. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. All right, so you found the book. I did. And do you want to tell the listeners how fast I put my hands on it? It was quick. It? I have to give you credit. It was, and what, under what category was it filed? Family. Oh. A lot of books about four families, about families, it's family bo- devotions. It's a book we got going, I'm going to say a couple of years ago, from Marion Press, and it's Catholic Baby Names for Boys and Girls, over 250 ways to honor Our Lady. Now, it's a very thick book. Is it just lists of names, or do they actually explain the biblical reference? They give, like, pronunciations. and. But here's an example. Like, <laughs> the one name they suggest is Amada. <laughs> like, what's Amada? <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> what's Amada? But it says the beautiful name is Latin for beloved, yeah. Amata. But A-M- would you really name a child? A-M-A-T-A. Would you really name a child? Amata? Because that would be the first thing I'd say. What's Amata? <laughs> <laughs> you, maybe not your average. Maybe person. not. Maybe not. But like there's the names that I can't I can't even pronounce. Mm. Like well, I could pronounce this Edelweiss. Would you name a child Edelweiss? Edelweiss? Yeah. They would certainly have their own theme song. The lovely that's right. The lovely white flower is better known as a German word combining the elements noble and white. The flower also has been called Purity of Mary. Edelweiss. So I don't know if I would name a child Edelweiss. Mm. Uh, so, uh, in in Coronada. <laughs> in Coronada. I mean, really? Serious? Juniper, ivy, mm. lavender, wow. rosemary. How about apple? The- <laughs> Why, why would you name the baby Apple? Is it a Marion? Is it a Marion name? Apple. Well, has a little bit of a negative connotation. Apple. Yeah, true. Adolorata. Adolorata. They sound they, very foreign. I mean, they sound like they sound from almost Spain, made. They Italy. sound almost made up. Yeah. Some of them. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a. Uh, Pretty creative, though. Holly. That's nice. Well, your mother wanted us to name one of our babies Holly or. What was it? Oh, like for Christmas baby. Because he was around Christmas, Joseph was yeah. true. Luckily, it was a boy. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Uh, ivory. Another one. Ebony. Matrona. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good if you had twins. Ebony, Ebony and, and Ivory. <laughs> There's a song. There'd be a song for those two. Ebony and I. Milagros. Well, that was it. Wasn't there a movie called Milagros? Some of the Milagros War? Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia, that's pretty. Yes. Paloma. Ooh, la Paloma Blanca. <laughs> Paz, P-A-Z. Peace. 
means peace, but would you name a child Paz? Not quite sure. Uh, Remedios. <laughs> I'm not making this up. They're in here. Remedios. Well, don't laugh. I know a woman, and that is her name. Really? Yes. But was she uh, from Spain or someplace? She is maybe Filipino. Oh, okay. And she goes Spanish by name. name. Comes from the Marian title, Nuestra Señora de los Remedios. Also known as Our Lady of Good Remedy. Oh, there, I was there you say. go. Sure. I'll she go goes for that by, one then. She goes by Remy, R-E-M-Y. Well, yeah, they give you suggestions for nicknames here. Mm-hmm. Mady, Remy, Reem. Mm. Okay. So. And she is she is about as devoted to Mary and the faith as anyone could possibly be. Do you know anybody named Bale? B- as in <laughs> V-E-I-L. No. That's a suggestion here. Uh, Zinnia. There's some boys' names. I was going to say, these are all like in honor of Mary, but that they're going to bring boys' names Now, in for a boy's too. name, they suggest Angelus. Angelus. Angelus, like the prayer. Yeah. Or Asunto. Mm. Or Borang. <laughs> B-A-U-R-A-I-N-G. Borang. Oh, Borag, it says. Not, oh, no, Rang. Borang. Interesting. Our Lady appeared more than nine, 30 times between November 19th in a, to five children in Bolrang, Belgium. Oh, Belgium. Oh, my. And here's one, blue. As in the color blue. The color blue. No, didn't didn't Cher and uh, one of those rock stars she married name their ch- ch- child blue? Blue. Something blue. So maybe she got this book. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, David, that's a good strong name. Mm-hmm. Dominic, good strong name. I like that. Dowson. But they had to come up with 250, hence. Favor. The, uh... Favor. Anyway, so Fun. you found the book. I did. <laughs> okay. And now I know exactly where on the shelf it well, goes back. So you make fun of me. I'll have to check me. it out. I'll have to check it out and see the library lady. That's right. All right. Well, listen, we had a great time. and uh, hope I hope you, you did, too. I hope you have a good weekend. Uh, stay dry tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be a rainy one. Even some lightning possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep I'll be... your cats inside. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'll be back on Tuesday, God willing. We'll be back next Friday. And uh, until then, friends, do have a blessed day and a blessed rest of your weekend. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in.